there's going to be music every time. Every time. Well, I was pausing because, honestly, you just said, I'm going to lead in. And then I realized as I was sitting here and nothing was being said that you said, I'm going to lean, lean in. in to the microphone. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that was... Okay. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, well. Well, welcome to Dream Stories. Yes, we're glad to have you. Yeah. We are ready to talk more about dreams and things because it's Dream dreams Stories and things. Plus. Mm-hmm. Dreams and things. That's the new, dreams and new thing. Dreams yeah. and things. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually you have to kind of go, okay. Sometimes, I mean, we, we can try to weave it in and out, but. There's just other things to talk about other than just dreams, you know. And we try to include other things, but we felt like it needs to be spoken, right? Yeah, and I'm enjoying the idea that we have a little more liberty to just talk about spiritual things. Yeah. Because one of the things I think that's cool is dreams, as we talked about a little bit last week, are a part of God's picture language. Yeah. And there's so much more to that when when we think about Dreams and visions, which a lot of people think about together. Mm-hmm. We're talking about things that need interpreting and things that are more literal, mm-hmm. the, the way I define them when we're talking about yeah. dreams. But then we also add to that, we have some conversations sometimes about when somebody has a dream, and, and I've been able to look at them and say, well, that wasn't a dream. That was that, an that encounter. Was an encounter. Okay. That was a spiritual event. Yeah. Well, that's sort of where, you know, you and I, we'd sat down. And we didn't know exactly what we were going to talk about today. Do we ever know exactly what we're going to talk no, about? No, we when don't we know exactly. We might we might have a little thought or idea, but honestly, most of the time we don't. But I think that keeps it fresh and real, yeah. and we're not scripted. Well, if we have or a guest, we know what the topic's going to be. But sometimes we sit down and don't even have a clue what the topic's going to be. Well, uh, since you kind of led into that, you you just walked right into what I was thinking we would talk about tonight. Walked and into your trap. Yeah, it's not really trap. It's just <laughs> what it is. I don't know. But um, I was thinking this week that I had had. Well, we, we, we met with some people this past week. You spoke somewhere, and some of the people that were part of that group were wanting you to kind of teach them more about dreams and help them, you know, interpret some dreams, and you were doing that. And one of the people there had asked, well, what do you do when you only remember just bits and pieces, you know? And I, I have that problem. I, I say yeah. it's a problem. I really don't know that it is. I, I was, as, as the person was asking that question, I was thinking to myself, well, I have that same occurrence. You know, I'll have dreams and I'll have just bits and pieces, you know, that I remember. And so even now I'm still learning. You know, I'm still right. learning with what our Creator God has given us, this language, this this um, communication. Um, and I was thinking to myself, well, I, have, I do the same thing. But right in that moment, I realized, that, I, and I said it to them, I said, you know, sometimes there's some therapeutic things that are going on that we may not understand or have a full account for. Um, so you might have a dream where you don't even remember all the bits and pieces, but maybe it was something that was a release to you, even in your spirit, man. I mean, we don't quite understand it, right? It's true. And, and, you know, there's a passage in the book of Job in the Old Testament, in the Jewish uh, writings, Mm -hmm. that talks about uh, at night when deep sleep falls upon men and God speaks in dreams that sometimes... He seals the dreams. 
Mm-hmm. And, and basically, then it goes on to say to keep us from pride. There are times when we don't remember all of a dream, and I call it a dream because that passage is speaking about dreams, but there's we don't remember all of a dream, all of a vision, all of an encounter, all of a spiritual event mm-hmm. because we would get a big head that we right. were or important. We, or that we know something and we don't we know need something. help from our creator. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that is something that does happen a lot of times when a dream right. steps beyond um, could we say a simple dream right. to an encounter, an event, uh, right. a, a spiritual experience of some kind? Uh, I know plenty of stories from the internet and from people who've had throne room encounters with God, yeah. you know, kind of things. Well, I wonder- and, and sometimes I wonder, was that real or was that kind of in the imagination? Because I can't even comprehend coming into the presence of God and being bubbly happy, it was cute and silly. Now I would feel undone and consumed. Right. And, and a lot of times that's what you get. Yeah. So I think there's a difference between what some people call an encounter that's a great um, dream or vision or spiritual experience of sorts that, that is stirred up in their imagination and something that has weight to it. Well, to me, I've... Well, I'm not, I don't know that's true. I was going to say, I feel like there's more weightiness on something when something is beyond our control or beyond our realm of quite being able to put it together. So when I'm sleeping, I'm not really controlling what is happening. Now, throughout the day, I may have had experiences and things that uh, feed into that, fear, excitement, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. But I, there was something I was going to ask you because yeah. th- this, this is what I was um, – this is the road I was actually going to ask you, could we go down? And that is you and I both had dreams this week, but I only remembered a portion of mine. But it was important to me because it was um, a dream of uh, our, one of our mentors who actually originally taught us about dreams. And I've always been a dreamer. I mean, since I was a young child, I felt like – um. Well, for me, I almost felt like I had this supernatural gifting, but I didn't know what to call it. You know, before I became born again, I called it ESP, extrasensory perception. Right. You know, and I just felt like I had that since I was a child. I kind of had a knowing of things before they happened. And I think we've talked about some of that before. Um, where I had some really strange experiences as a child, you know, seeing a murder take place and then actually being at a literal place where the murder took place right outside our, um, just 20 feet from where my mom was parked in that moment. You know, you remember that. Right, I, know, right. I think you we've were talked seeing about it and it was actually and taking, it was place, actually around taking place around the same time. And we went home the next day. They were saying, if you were in this area on the news, they were saying, we're calling for witnesses. Is anybody, you know, because they had found and, someone. And when we say she was seeing it in your mind's yeah, eye. Yeah, I've seen a vision in, in a of vision it. vision type thing. Yes. And that is what we would call a vision, something that was much mm-hmm. more literal. It was really taking yeah, place. Yeah. But it was a spiritual experience of sorts. Right. That was picture language. It was yeah. God showing you something because right. you couldn't have seen it with your natural eyes. Right. So I mean, I'm still learning. Even now, I'm, I'm 54 years old, and I'm still learning. You know that there is something. There's sub sub substance, substance to things that um, some people may not think mean much. So I had a dream this week, and I dreamed that I saw our mentor who has was teaching us. You know, and he's 
he's now no longer with us. He's passed away. But when I see him, it is such a uh, – I don't even know how to describe it. Just like when I see him, it's like it's real. And it's like, okay, this is important. But I can't remember what he says a lot of the times or um, I can't remember – um, anything significant in the dream other than in this dream, I dreamed that I saw him and it was in full color. I could describe the building and where we were standing and, and things. And I know in the dream other things took place, but I can't remember what they were. But there was one part where someone said, you can go and meet with him. Right. Well, I had I knew I'd already had the privilege of meeting him. So there was this woman who really wanted to meet him and I was kind of carrying her along to maybe usher her into a room where she could actually talk to him. Now, I know that's some strange. I've just been examining that and uh, kind of praying over that, meditating over that the last four, three or four days. And to me, what I took away from that was God is still using us to take people to a place to begin to learn about dreams. That's that's how I took it. Because I'm not yeah. going to lead anyone to go and try and talk to John Paul, and that's not what my goal is. Right, well, but particularly now with right. him having having transitioned into mm-hmm. to heaven, into eternity, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to take... No. That's not... We, we That's one of the things. We talk about the difference between a Christian spiritual mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. with a deceased saint and right. a secular view of that is we don't pursue that. That's something God initiates. So you don't wouldn't lead right. somebody there. Right. Now, so that, that had to be a meta- language. Right, so that had to be a metaphor. Yeah, so for me... But it didn't mean it didn't have weight, and it right. was not something more than a simple dream. Right, and so even, even though that was a small little nugget, I just saw him down a corridor. I knew he was there, but I knew I wasn't going to meet with him, even though I wanted to talk to him. And I think he said some things to me, but I don't remember. But then I knew I was taking this other person there. And so to me, that means we still have something to do to help people um, get to where they're you know, supposed to be and understanding their dreams. And then you I had, had a dream the same night, right, which was... Well, no, it wasn't the same night. Was the next night? I think it was two nights later because I had this dream about four nights ago. Okay, yeah, so mine was last night. Okay. Or two, three. Which was, was an interesting experience for me because I... The, I you know, I, I thought in my dream, this is kind of a, one of those cool things. This is one of the things that, that makes it something more than a simple dream for me. Because in my dream, I'm thinking, I need to remember this. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a dream. I knew I needed to remember it. And so, and I, I was telling myself, you need to remember this in the dream. Mm-hmm. So, so that in itself for me says this had a different type of weight on it. Well, and the but, fact that you remembered it, because, Michael, let's be honest, you dream. Because, listen, I lay yeah. beside you, and you do a, you have a lot of warfare dreams. You're kind of running. You're, oh, you're, oh. You're doing all this stuff. And so, I'm, you know, I'm just laying there listening to you. So I know you dream, but you're not recalling it. So for you to even say to yourself, you were kind of lucid dreaming, right? I mean, Yeah, you, yeah, that's what we would call lucid dreaming. I mean, you know, secular lucid dreaming and, and spiritual lucid dreaming, a little bit Two different, different things. Different yeah, things. Yeah. But but having some measure of control, recognize your dreaming is one of the signs mm-hmm. of a spiritual lucid dream. Right. 
uh, when it's a dream from God, we don't want to change it. But if it's a, a demonic dream, a dream from our own soul, we can sometimes even change the course of a dream right. because of that. Something but that we call me, a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A night terror, stopping mm-hmm. it, things mm-hmm. like that. But for me, in this case, it was simply recognizing I was dream, dreaming and reminding myself to remember it gave it weight because right. that's not something that's an everyday right. event for me. And so in this case, all I can remember, even though I kept telling myself to remember it, is that I assume it was you with me, mm-hmm. but there was a woman that was with me. It better that, have been me. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm I know. Well, kidding. But no, she was I'm from kidding. Australia, which is not unusual for a mm-hmm. dream for you, for a spouse or someone you're mm-hmm. familiar with to have different characteristics than mm-hmm. what they have in real life. Uh, but it was from Australia. I thought that was important because it mm-hmm. felt like it had something to do with what was being told to me on the telephone because I got a telephone call in the dream. But it wasn't monumental, but it, it seemed significant. And it was someone I cared about, which meant I felt like it was you. It so doesn't matter. I still love you. I so know that. I, but what I'm saying is I'm just working through the process <laughs> no, of this because there are people who have those dreams and they yeah. think, oh, well, it wasn't my wife. And, oh, no. goodness, that's terrible. No, there's different. Yeah. I mean, you know, this was just a person. There was nothing inappropriate about it. Right. Different characteristics. I assume it was my wife. That would be you. It didn't look Representatively, like me. I didn't see you. I didn't see you at all. There. Right. I didn't see you at all. The, the, the reason I say it was different is because she was from Australia. You, right. in that case, were from Australia. Um, and so, and I don't even know how I knew that, just to be honest. I just knew it. So in my dream, I get a phone call. Somebody brings a phone to me. I'm about to go into a meeting to speak, I assume. Mm-hmm. And someone brings a phone to me, and they bring the phone and say, uh, you've got a phone call, and hand me the phone. And when they when they hand me the phone, they say, um, uh, the person on the other end says, uh, this is Paul Kane, and I need to tell you some things. I've been trying to get to you um, through Paul Keith Davis, another prophetic person we know, but he hadn't gotten to you, so I decided I'd call you directly. Well, Paul Kane, uh, the end of his life had some challenges spiritually that we won't get into, but was a well-known prophetic person, part of the healing revivals in the, I guess it was what, 50s and 60s maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strong uh, spiritual uh, figure mm-hmm. who had some problems at the end of his life. Maybe longer, but openly known problems at the end of his life. And Paul Keith Davis, who he said he had called to try and get me, is another prophetic figure who uh, is is a very strong in their um, teaching and training arenas, and, and is a person of character and integrity to this day. So it was it was just whatever Paul Kane was telling me, I knew it was really important. Mm-hmm. He was telling me how to do some things and some things that needed to be done. That was it. I don't remember them. Right, and we don't. We won't always know exactly. What we just know that sometimes uh, our Creator God will allow us to have encounters with people who have already passed away. Yeah, and that may have been sealed for you. Right, could have been sealed. And uh, there's this there's this issue that some people will the people who listen to this podcast who have no idea who Paul Kane was that him being in my dream will make no difference. He right. just represents a prophetic figure. Right. For the people who know who Paul Kane was and know, because it's not my place to tell his story of what happened, 
but the people who know him and know what the end of his life was like, um, some of them would say, well, that couldn't have been God because he, he failed. He had issues. I, I'm afraid there's a lot of people going to still be used by God and still end up in heaven that have issues. I hope there are because I got issues. Oh, Maybe not big ones like some people open yeah. public ones. Right. But, you know, I, so well, I can't say that God would not use him as a symbol mm-hmm. or even in an encounter right. to convey something significant. Well, I mean, we've said this, I think, many times uh, on our podcast, but I'll just say it again. Many of our examples for us in our faith and what we walk in, many of our examples in in the faith have fallen. And listen, there is no perfect person. When we say fallen, we mean, you know, stepped outside of what we would consider certain parameters Moral of our failures, faith. character yes. failures, integrity failures, those things have happened a lot in Christian leadership. Yes, I mean, even King David was is a prime example of something. I was about to say, yeah, for a long apple, time. <laughs> and he was the apple of God's eye. So, uh, you know, for, for me, it's like, okay, yes, okay. But you had this. And listen, that's a personal experience between you yep. and God and it is a language between you and God it and is, everyone else may not understand it and that's okay. And what's interesting to me is you had the dream that involved our mentor, but I was with John Paul Jackson the day he found out about a person he respected right. greatly, one of his mentors. Right. Uh, Paul Kane right. falling and having some integrity issues, right. and it devastated him because no, he had been such right. a uh, influence on John Paul's life. Right. So you have a dream about John Paul, and I have this dream with Paul Kane mm-hmm. sharing something, and both of them are prophetic figures. Mm-hmm. Both of them dealt with dreams. Both of them dealt with strong they prophetic giftings. They were friends. They, or they ministered they, together. Uh, ministered together. They ministered yeah. to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was the mentor of the other, and the other one was a mentor for us. There, uh, I say mentor, but at least a, a respected teacher. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know the per, the specific relationship. Right. But that tells me there's weight and significance there. See, a lot of times I think we forget that you don't just look at the dream. You also look at the circumstances, the the context around okay. it Okay. So now to you determine and, weight. Right. So you and I, so maybe that's really what we're talking about is, how do we determine weightiness on a dream? How do we determine yeah. what makes it uh, stand out from others? So we well, because have, we have we, dreams that are just, oh, okay, big yeah, deal. Yeah, you or, know. you know, we just don't know what they mean or whatever. But mm-hmm. sometimes there's just something unique that stands out. And even, you know, this week, which we don't have to talk about the specifics of the dream, but we were at that particular meeting and... Four, three or four people had had dreams on the same night. They had same the same symbols in their dream. They had likeness in the dream. Each dream had a round table, and I mean there were things multiple that, similar things, right. and they were connected. And they and as this, individuals, right? And this group was wondering, are these connected? What is this saying? And it's really interesting. Sometimes we'll have things that are so for you that may have like the dream that you had. It has specific meaning to you. The dream mm-hmm. I had will have specific meaning to me. 
But there is also something corporately for you and I there that we have to look at. We haven't yet examined it because you just told me your dream earlier today. But that adds a weight to it that shifts both dreams out of what we might say would be just an individual uh, interpretation or meaning. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you have the dream. It means something to you. I have a dream. It means something to me. Mm -hmm. But the circumstances and the different pieces when they come together can create a weight that pushes the dream into a realm that says it has a corporate or a meaning for the two of us. The dream you're talking about where the the pastor and some of the the people from the church were talking about the four dreams, uh, the similarities in symbols, the common symbols, the topic that was loosely the same, all of those things coming together with them all being on a particular team together and having them all on the same night said, wait a minute, these dreams have a personal interpretation, mm-hmm. an individual interpretation, right. but the weight on it said there's also something more mm-hmm. to it. This may have a corporate. This may be an interpretation that also now applies to the whole church. Mm-hmm. So weight can tell us it's an encounter or an right. experience. Right. Weight can tell us it has a dual or multiple interpretive uh, purpose. Uh, weight can tell us it goes from just being intrinsic about us to also being extrinsic mm-hmm. about some of the others around us. Right. W- the weight, when we talk about that, of a dream is significant. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and weight, I mean, I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's the, the feeling and the circumstances of significance yeah. that comes with a dream. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's... it's it, 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 and and I've seen other situations. I, I, I'm thinking just right now, as you know, you were kind of pausing and thinking, and it just sort of my mind was going forward to other things that create weight. Repetitive dreams. Yeah. Repetitive dreams create weight. Yeah. Uh, we talk about the idea that when you have a dream twice, it means something's established. Okay. So can I say something now? Oh, I thought you you weren't you were. I, 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 I was blank for a you, second. Okay, okay, so I didn't pause long. See, that's me. Yeah, you took a breath and I jumped in. Okay. So I was thinking about this dream, and as I walked into this building and I saw, or as I was standing in this corridor and I saw um, my friend standing kind of up some stairs. They weren't regular, I mean, they were stairs, but it was like two stairs and then like a, it's like a 12 foot wide corridor by 40 feet long. So there's these two steps. And then there's this wide platform, and then there's two steps, wide, long platform. So you'd have to walk 10 steps on a flat piece before you'd have another step. So it's like a really long ascending staircase. And it was made with very fine wood. It was very beautiful wood. But I have been I have been down that corridor before. And that's what was so interesting to me. Not in real life. I've already been on that corridor before. In another dream? In another dream with him. But I don't remember anything about it. I just knew when I woke up, I knew I had already been down that corridor before. And it kind of had a, I would say, like an Asian kind of feel. Uh, almost like a Asian but um, very modern stylistic. So what do you do? When, I mean, See, to me, that added weight to it. Right. I had already been there well, before. That's the repetitive I had already... nature. Not just repetitive dream where the same dream has happened before, but the uh, the location of the dream, right. the circumstances right. around the dream. 
that's repetitive. That's yeah. something repeating in your right. dream that tells you it has weight. Right. And even like um, uh, one of our sons was telling me about one of his friends who has a dream, and he has a dream world. And he goes to this world, and it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Like he lives in the world, or he dreams in the world, and all the dreams take place in that world. And and I don't have that. My barber's wife, AP, if you're watching, <laughs> my barber's wife yeah. has a dream world. She goes into everything. All of her dreams take place in the same world. She she knows different locations in it and that sort of thing, and all of her dreams take place that's in that place. I love that. I mean, mm-hmm. I almost wish I kind of had that. I think that sounds so really cool, you know. But that speaks again to things about weight. Dreams are really important mm-hmm. to her because of that. Dreams are important to, to, to this friend because of that weight that comes with this familiarity to right. what is, you know, what else would be significant is having a dream that's outside of that. Yeah, yes, because you're then you go, I don't know where I am. So there's another thing that brings weight. Right. Dreams that bring in something out of the ordinary and unusual mm-hmm. to your, right. uh, uh, to the method and, I mean, to the, uh, the process you're accustomed to walking right. in. And even just unusual things in a dream bring weightiness like, being underwater, but being able to breathe. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I think, weird I think things. it's cool because there's levels of weightiness. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you've got a scale and you tip it. And when you first tip it, it's just like, well, that's an important dream. Mm-hmm. But when you keep adding weights on it and you throw it up, mm-hmm. oh, that's an encounter. That's a, mm-hmm. that, there's a significant weightiness on this dream. That pushes this dream to another level. So, so it's it's progressive. It's not just that weight changes the dream. Boom, okay, it's changed. Right. There's a progression. Eventually, there's enough weight to say this is beyond ordinary for me. Yeah, exactly. I've got to take this serious at a different level. Right. That's really cool. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, we it's, it's we're we're about. 26 minutes in and i know we always try to go to 30 minutes but i don't think we need to press anything i feel like we are we have covered a really cool topic and that is there's weightiness pay attention to something when it repeats itself you know and don't just think it's just average it could mean something and then if you're having the same kind of dream that someone else is having on the same night, you need to ask yourself, why? What's going on? You know? Yeah. And let me say this to the folks watching. If you have had dreams that you felt weightiness in, when you make comments on Facebook, on YouTube, etc., we can't always respond to them. We can't always answer questions there. Uh, MyDreamStories.com, the forum there, you can post a dream there and get an interpretation from one of my dream interpretation students. But we can't really respond to the comments on Facebook and YouTube and, and the different places like that. But what you can do is give your examples of things we're talking about. What creates weight for you in a dream? Put it in the comments. Talk about it. Create interaction with you and the other folks listening and watching. There are things that we learn in that way as well because of what peop- other people have experienced, things we haven't even thought about or talked about. So what creates weight in a dream for you? That's a great topic for comments this week. Yeah. And it also helps us with content as we're exploring what we can talk it about. It does. We, we multiple times have picked up a topic because somebody made a comment about it. Or asked a question. Yeah, that's and true. asked a question. So, well, that's it. Like, share, subscribe, do all those kind of things in the appropriate places on the different social media sites. Until next time, keep training.